How you doing, everybody? The Jet Comic Podcast Network. Welcome to Sports Course, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your host, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. Sports card time featuring ESPN legal analyst. Best in the country, Lester Munson, along with yours truly, Chet Kopic. Of course, we are brought to you by the marvelous people at American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. Lester, right off the top, uh, final four time, we have uh, John Calipari, that uh, bastion of clean living uh, in Kentucky, is part of the uh, uh, mix, having uh, dropped out of the tournament, which uh, I think for those of us who like to believe that there's at least some element of purity left in college basketball, we see as a victory for uh, college basketball. Go back to the Memphis days. Just how dirty was the arrival of Derrick Rose, now with the Chicago Bulls, with Memphis when Calipari was head coach? It amazes me, Chet, that somebody hasn't done a major piece on that. Um, I know that any of us who do investigative journalism and sports have been intrigued by that situation for a long time. Uh, I have pitched it. Uh, as a project to Sports Illustrated when I was there. I've pitched it at ESPN. It's hard to get people interested in it because it was just the one, you know, one-off kind of a season. And But, no, there's so- something terribly wrong there. I would love to find out more about it. In the case of uh, Kentucky, you look at a guy like uh, John Wall, for example, and I'm thinking about Kentucky's long history. And, Lester, I go back to uh, 1980 on a uh, a Wednesday afternoon covering the uh, round of uh, 16, then the uh, final four in uh, Rupp Arena down in uh, Lexington. Day before the tournament, I call uh, Kyle Macy, who had transferred from uh, Purdue down to uh, Kentucky with uh, Joe B. Hall, I believe was head coach at the time. Uh, I knew that Kyle was on the payroll for Darby Dan Farms, or Calumet Farms, one or the other. So I had Kyle's number. And I called him at the Wildcat Lodge, which, as you know, was the was the Peninsula Hotel for uh, Kentucky basketball players. And I went, uh, hey, Kyle, I'm over at uh, this hotel in uh, downtown uh, Lexington. I said, uh, how do I get to Darby Dan Farms? And he went, well, how would I know? I've never been there. <laughs> that, that, my friend, is the essence of Kentucky basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The, uh, if he was on the payroll at Calumet Farms, uh, that would have been yet another whole story, because all the stuff that went on there is almost beyond belief. Every turf writer in America has stories and anecdotes, most of them negative, about what went on in Calumet uh, as that fa- as the Lundy family and, and the whole that whole crew there were uh, guilty of all sorts of chicanery. You know that's really uh, a great story. Take a t- take a moment out here because I mean you know here we are we're not all that far away from the uh, the run for the roses. You've got Santa Anita coming up, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, the most exciting two minutes in sports. Does anybody really understand outside the horse racing industry that Calumet Farms? is about as uh, pristine as Leavenworth. <laughs> it, it's difficult when you drive in there the first time to understand 
how dark things are in Calumet Farm. It is so spectacular, so breathtaking with the the bluegrass and those white fences and the spectacular barns with all this mahogany and all these brass mm-hmm. fixtures. There's actually an operating room where you can operate on a 1,200-pound horse. Imagine this. There's a There's a hot tub that is for a thoroughbred racehorse. It is colossal. You could put the entire Chicago Bears defense into the hot <laughs> hot tub and have room left over. But that's how wonderful a facility is. And then all the stuff that went on over the years, when J.T. Lundy was running that place, the, the things that happened, I, I am one of those who, are, who remain convinced to this day that they deliberately killed Aladar to connect, co- collect on the insurance money. The most valuable sire in racing at the time, and they deliberately left him bleeding in the stall, had to euthanize him because they were stuck for money and they thought they could collect from the insurance company, and they did, and they did. You know, it's kind of interesting because uh, the so-called sport of kings, I mean, here in uh, the land of Lincoln, I would trust the Illinois Racing Board about as far as I can throw the Illinois Racing Board. The, the, the Illinois Racing Board has a rich and glorious tradition of corruption <laughs> and venality. There is nothing like it. We are having a debate in this country right now, which is the most gloriously corrupt state, New York, Illinois, Maryland, what is it? We know it's Illinois, we who live here. We, we are connoisseurs of corruption. And when, you, when you're stuck and you can't think of the next thing, think racing board because there's plenty there. Hi, my friend, uh, the Chicago Cubs, you are an erstwhile fan. You, uh, my gosh, taught the game to Hack Wilson. Lester Munson uh, <laughs> loves Cubs baseball. Chet Kopic, major fan of Cubs baseball. Uh, the rumblings over Clark and Addison are becoming uh, uh, significantly louder. I'm going to uh, project today, Lester, based on my uh, CNN uh, exit polls, that if the Cubs <laughs> are playing good baseball in early July, that shortly after the 4th of July, uh, the Ricketts family will gather up the troops, uh, Crane Kenny will do the dirty work, and Crane will announce that uh, because of the uh, uh, tremendous financial burden of renovating Wrigley Field, the Cubs are, a la the Chicago Bears back in 2001, going to personal seat licenses. And my gut tells me the top tab for a PSL down low between the dugouts, first 10 rows, will be somewhere between five and $6,000 a seat. Boy. Uh, if that happens, it'll be a crisis for all of us who are Cub fans, for all of us who are in uh, groups that own season tickets. That would be uh, a precedent-shattering uh, maneuver. That would be a signal uh, from the Ricketts family of which way they're going. Um, y- you may be right. W- once they figure out how much has to be done on Wrigley Field, how much capital uh, must be invested in restoring the ballpark, they may get to that. Boy, I sure hope not. Was there anything more laughable than the um, Chicago Tribune's prospectus for potential buyers, which had the statement that Wrigley Field required no major renovations for a window of at least 20 years? I mean, who could possibly read that and think it was on the square? Yeah. When you read that, you realize how Sam Zell became a billionaire. (laughs) He didn't let any facts stand in his way. He would say whatever it took to make a deal. Uh, the, you know, I, I love Wrigley Field. I love walking in there. I love walking up the stairs and seeing the field and that scoreboard and all that stuff. And I, I just hope they don't 
find a way to really screw that up. It, it could happen. Even well-meaning people could make mistakes that could cause some damage to that ballpark. Well, you're you're going to change at least part of the uh, dynamic and part of the atmosphere with the Toyota sign that's going to go up uh, over the uh, over the left field wall. I mean, all of a sudden there's going to be there's going to be a screaming sense of blatant commercialism. That's going to arrive at that ballpark. That, in my opinion, is going to change the texture of that ballpark. I don't think there's any doubt about it. That'll be the first of many signs. What is it? Fenway Park has something like 67 advertising signs. Yeah. And and last year, the New York Yankees last year made 121 million in in-house signage. 121 million just inside the ballpark. So if they want a 200 million dollar payroll, what's the big deal? Right. Well, if, the, if if that's the kind of money that is there, then we know what's going to happen. The when Dallas Green and the Tribune first took over, remember they put the Budweiser yeah. uh, logos oh, underneath yeah. that scoreboard. That lasted maybe not even the entire season. If you can find photographs even of that now, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. But but this time it, the Toyota sign will be there to stay, and so will some other things. You know, my friend, uh, the game is prohibitive. The game is expensive. I was at the United Center the other night for a basketball game. Lester, do you realize now that a Vienna beef hot dog, and I love Vienna beef hot dogs, I can eat them all day long, was seven and a half a copy for a hot dog? When I first began going to ballparks when I was a kid, they were a quarter for God's sakes. It's like buying cigarettes today. It's amazing. I, I was at a Blackhawks game. I was standing in line for a sandwich. I bought a brisket sandwich with some barbecue sauce and some onions, $13.50. $13.50. Now, how was it as a sandwich? It was fantastic. I know about brisket. I know this was great, but it's $13.50. Well, kind of ironic. I was talking to a couple of Blackhawk executives uh, at a game this past Sunday. And we're talking about their food service, which, as you know, is handled by the Levy Brothers, and they right. do a marvelous, marvelous job. I said, with the volume of dollars that you pack into this arena for every home game, I would go to a high-end steak sandwich, throw some onion rings on the side, maybe a little garnish, something like that. I would price it at 25 bucks, and in my opinion, Lester, it would be a smash. I, I don't have any doubt about it. I, I, I was standing in line with a guy who had his son... His two sons and their two friends. Now imagine him standing in the barbecue line. He's got five people. He he is going to spend on their snacks a hundred or a hundred and twenty dollars. I don't. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, where is this coming from? What what what? I mean, where is all the money coming from here? You know, Rob Parker at uh, Newsday, who's now with ESPN virtually on a full time basis, had the right idea. He told me that whenever he took his uh, younger brother. And uh, their friends to Shea Stadium for a ball game. He took them to McDonald's and made them eat until they hurt. Right. That way, he figured he was right. saving money over the long haul. Yeah. The next time I go to a Hawks game, I'm bringing a sandwich. I'm going to put it in my pocket, and I'm as as much as I love my brisket sandwich, I, I'm going to reconsider. My friend uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh Steelers. We know right now that uh, the Rooney family is uh, enraged, disgusted with Roethlisberger. There's a brand new angle to this story, which uh, makes you think uh, almost uh, Nixon administration. There's some weird things happening there in Milledgeville, Georgia. The uh, Right after the incident, the police came into the student hangout bar. They looked at the videos from 12 cameras. They were all centralized into a, cent- a control board. They watched them, and then 
by some happenstance, the police, there are not that many apparently, uh, were called out to a murder scene. They had to get to a crime scene and get it all secured. And when they came back a couple of days later, they discovered that the owner of the tavern has managed to erase all of the videos. So if the video helps Roethlisberger or if it shows him guilty of something, now it's completely gone. I would guess that the police, if there was something on the video that they wanted, and there probably was, they are now looking at the owner on an obstruction charge or some other kind of crime because he has interfered with their investigation. Uh, wouldn't there be a violation of jurisprudence right now? I'm speaking as a, a layman. If the police, if legal authorities did not charge the bar owner with obstruction, in my opinion, it would be, uh, for want of better phraseology, a miscarriage of justice. They, they almost have to. The only way they can justify not charging him would be if they say, we saw the video, it was all benign, it was harmless, it didn't tell us Lester, anything Lester, one way or the who's other. Who's going to buy that? Yeah, nobody. I'm not going to buy that, I'll tell yeah. you that. But that, that's the only rationale they could prop, they could use for not charging the owner. Now, this is a small town in the south. This guy produces a lot of business in the town. Does he have some leverage with the police? Probably he does. But it'll be interesting to see what decision they make. Well, I would guess right off the top that the cops are probably drinking for free and taking sandwiches out of his bar five days a week. Uh, if if they're only working five days a week, that's the, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good guess. That would be the measure. What have you found out? I mean, is 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 there something mechanically wrong? I mean, is there? Is there a screw loose right now with Roethlisberger? Is he is he is he is he a bona fide jerk or just a kid who happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? I think there's a combination here of jerk and incredibly immature. He comes into this place. He has these guys with him. Somehow he ends up in the bathroom with this girl with one of his thugs standing guard. Uh-huh. I mean, just think about it. That, that, what, what, he, he drives 30 miles at age 28 to go to a student hangout. Um, he, he's going to have to find something else to do with his spare time. He, he clearly is a guy who needs some kind of guidance. Uh, I'm sure the Roonies are doing what they can to try to get him under control, but it's going to take a little while. The fact that Goodell went public saying we're going to take a long look at this, didn't Goodell basically tell us in as many words, get ready North America, get ready Pittsburgh Steelers, violation of conduct policy, I'm going to put this guy down for four games. Four games minimum, I would say. Yeah, he could go down for eight games. Uh, I'm sure the Steelers have some idea of what Goodell is going to do. They're going to have to get ready for it. And even if he's never charged by the police, yes, he's going to be suspended. All right. uh, Significant loss of money for Gilbert Arenas. But Lester, son of a gun, holding a loaded gun in the locker room and no jail time, where is the judge coming from in this thing? And conversely, you know that there are NBA owners out there right now who don't give a darn about uh, anything other than winning. They can now sign Gilbert Arenas and tell tell a so-called hostile or angry press, hey, there was never any jail time levied. No. There were four guns. It's unclear whether they were loaded, but there's no question what happened. He was trying to scare Javaris Crittenden. And everybody in the locker room at the time, they saw the guns. They all fled. They knew something bad was going to happen. This was never a prank. This judge, his name is Robert Morin. He had always been known as a defense guy. If you're accused of a crime in D.C., 
and you end up in this courthouse. It's a teeming, crowded courthouse. If you end up there, he's the judge you want if you're accused of a crime. As it turns out, he not only did what he usually did, he he did even more so. This was an offense that should have had three or six months in jail, and instead, he's in a halfway house. What does that mean? He's going to be sleeping in a bunk bed, and he's going to get a lot of macaroni and cheese for a month. That's it. It's not going to be a big inconvenience. (laughs) Hell, he might do better at Red Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) He can go there for lunch while he's out of the halfway house. Here's Lester Munson, legal analyst, ESPN. I'm Chet Kopik. Once again, we thank you for joining us, and we thank our marvelous friends at American Taxi. You people in the suburbs, keep one thing in mind. American Taxi is the Chicago area's premier Always has been Chicago area's premier suburban taxi service. O'Hare, Midway, Billy Mitchell Field in Milwaukee. Always think about the flat rates and the courtesy of American Taxi. We'll catch you next time around. So long, everybody.